Hello and welcome to the Cinephile New Wave. Uh, today I am joined by Rhett and Reese, and today we'll be discussing Jaws. Uh, welcome, you two. Thank you. Thank Glad you. Glad to be here. Good to be back. Hell like yeah. talking about Jaws. Yeah. Jaws is, Jaws is a movie. That's, that's my opinion. <laughs> Hell yeah. You know what? I disagree with your movie. It's more than a movie. It's a You're film. Right. It's and, a I mean, cinema. <laughs> It's it's the first blockbuster ever, so it is kind of singular. Yeah. They. That's it's... interesting. Could we just hop in and talk about about that about how Jaws was the first blockbuster ever? Uh yes, uh, we have we have like the tiniest little bit of news related to Jaws, but we can get to that later. That it's okay. perfectly fine. No, no, we can we can hop into the fact that it is yes, it is the first blockbuster starting the. Yeah, well, it's just. Which era did it start? It's it's not New Hollywood. It's the blockbuster era. I'm I'm an idiot. If it's just the blockbuster era. Anyway. <laughs> no, yeah, it's just interesting because we always think about the summer movie season. Maybe not now, but it's interesting that this movie was dumped in the summer because they thought it would be trash. But then it was the first to make over a hundred million and called a blockbuster because lines around the block. So mm-hmm. just interesting, like just hell yeah, Jaws is a good movie and it was super popular at the time which is something I don't think about because it wasn't during my lifetime. But, like, during my dad's lifetime and everyone, they always talk about, like, when they saw Jaws. Yeah. Yeah, that's, like, a, that's like a thing for people of that generation. It's, like, that and watching Empire Strikes Back. It's, like, my mom and dad would always talk about how, like, people were dead-ass, like, scared to go in the ocean, like, after Jaws came out, and that was, like, a thing across the country. Yeah, which is amazing because, like you said, they thought it was going to be terrible and the just the whole production was just like a huge mess i've seen like several maybe not several but like right uh one of the behind the scenes documentaries how just like they they couldn't get an actor and like steven spielberg just like bumped into roy scheider at a party and was just like i'll be in your movie (laughs) (laughs) um there's there's of course like the filming of the ending which just took forever and it took like hundreds of boats to film the scenes that they needed and like all of all of that (laughs) yeah the shark never worked which you know actually might have helped the editing of the movie but still just hey steven spielberg wanted to quit filmmaking after this because he because it was such a pain yeah i think that like the reason he didn't do jaws 2 was just he was just so like, I don't want to film on the ocean again. I, that's the yeah. only reason I'm saying no, is that this was a miserable experience. I mean, I imagine, like, they they probably had... Um, I, I can't really... I don't know anything about the production for Jaws 2, but I imagine, like, after all that learning experience the first time around, like, it had to have gone at least a little bit smoother, but I don't know, maybe it was just as chaotic. Yeah. Um, oh, another d- good question to ask. Um, has anybody else read Jaws? Cause uh, no, I have. Ask that because I have not read the book. I've only seen the movie. I know something probably worth mentioning. At, um, obviously, you know, people have become more critical about the movie now that we know more about sharks. And even the author of the book has kind of said, like, I feel bad about making this book or something along those lines. I don't know the source on that, but I remember seeing like a headline that, yeah, no, like hit, uh, Peter Benchley's other books are like, please, please don't kill sharks. I made a mistake. Yeah. And even Spielberg funds a lot of like shark charities and stuff. Because... Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Because I mean, cause yeah, people hate sharks after this movie. 
like a you know percentage of shark hunting went up and stuff like that because mm-hmm. it's just like oh we gotta fight these sharks they're that's <laughs> what happens what's that's what happens when you make a man versus nature film well also it's just the movie is so good at getting you to hate this shark yeah it's mm-hmm. oh, god I'm all sure of the somebody... underwater shots just like uh, yeah so good. i was i was watching like the end and i was just like man how do they f- get those shots of the shark just like flopping around on top of the cage like how uh, well, was that even accomplished i think that one was they have like some national geographics uh, yeah, yeah, photography definitely. and i think that was just real sharks that they filmed at a certain still though point. that's, that's yeah, like no, they had that's... to have gotten so lucky with that shot yeah like... no that's that that slides into the film perfectly with like the rest yeah. of what they're doing i mean the, the this movie's so well pieced together because it's such like big uh set pieces that yeah there's so many shots in a row where you're just like how did they get that of like just a shark bursting through a ship that's halfway sinking and the camera's like barely above water you're like where where's the crew you know so (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i i know that one of the one of the problems was that like other ships got kept getting in shots and it took like an hour and a half for them to leave the shot because you're just you're you're stuck with the (laughs) open ocean which is like oh my god like they they must have had some patience making this movie man I mean, yeah. they, they clearly had to with everything that went on. It's interesting, though, to think about Jaws as, like, a set piece kind of thing because, like, they filmed on location in Martha's Vineyard, and I've actually been there a bunch. Um, I've been there once. It was, yeah. It's Sorry, it's just, like, it looks in the film. And, like, if you... I imagine even for locals more than me, I've been, like, a couple times. Uh, and, like, you start to get a feel for it, and you see, like, oh, yeah, that's where this happened in jaws like there are tours that'll take you around locations but there are even places that like you just get to know yeah like, even if they are the like, bridge on a tour. where uh brody jumps off and that's now like a, a thing to do is like kids on the island will just jump off that bridge into the water even though he does not jump into the water from that bridge but <laughs> that is besides <laughs> the point i mean yeah. yeah there's there's also like the the scene on the ferry where the mayor is talking to the um to to brody and that's actually a thing uh on the island it takes you to this little section of the island called chappaquiddick and the ferry ride is only like a minute long and that actually kind of disappointed me that like you literally (laughs) they almost had like one complete long take of the entire ferry ride but then they cut like right at the end and then they cut before they docked and i'm like i realize this is kind of their own thing and also uh martha's vineyard is in massachusetts not new york like they make they make amity island out to be um so obviously it's his own movie like obviously it doesn't really detract from what the movie is but i was like oh man that's just such a, a cool like little thing there to have well on the it's film. kind of a fun, funny cut because the mayor gets onto the dock to talk to the sheriff and then right before they get to the end he finishes convincing him not to close the beach and he goes all right take me back <laughs> it's like he didn't even want to go across and like he's right just before. he's just the scummy man using his power as mayor just to be like all right all right take me back i didn't yeah. really need to be here but Ugh. yeah i mean talking about set pieces like just the beginning of the movie there's really impressive scenes with the mm-hmm. whole town or just really like like that uh fairy scene where it's just one shot but the blocking's really good where there's multiple characters and i'm glad i rewatched it because i noticed different jokes like while watching it or I would mm-hmm. rewatch some of those like one takes and like just watch someone else 
he's just really good blocking. Like Spielberg is just an A one director in this, you know. Yeah, Absolutely. no, I mean, even the, even, like, the opening, not, not the shot in the reef, but, like, right after that in the opening, where they're, it's just, like, bunch of, the bunch of kids around the campfire. The kids playing the like, harmonica. Yeah, like, you don't need to know anything about that, but he does so well at, you know... It's, you uh, know exactly, like, what the atmosphere is, just by, like, that single shot of those kids. Uh, and it's, like, every, everything there feels thought out, like, even though, like, none of it really matters, the overall plot, like, it, it, everything there just feels so natural. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, the whole movie's really good of having kind of a natural, like, appeal and tension, like, just watching this now as a young person, I'm like, oh, smoking and drinking, cool. And then I'm like, oh, maybe sex, cool. And then I'm like, oh, shark attack. Like, super <laughs> this movie is, like, totally a summer movie. Like, totally, I wish I could have seen this in theaters, like, on film. Because oh, yeah. It's so it's such a, like an audience pleaser. I think well, if, the the if, movie theaters in Martha's Vineyard like always play Jaws. So if you yeah, ever yeah, want to yeah. go there, like they, <laughs> oh, they always cool. have it playing. They, they yeah they always have it playing and like they have the nicest little theater in Edgar Town. It's like one of my it it there's nothing like too spectacular about it, but just the fact that like it's there. It's a nice little theater. It's actually like above like an all American diner kind of deal. It and it just feels like right out of the movie. Like, no, you can imagine, seems... like, all of the characters, like, just going to that kind of theater and being like, oh, popcorn, movies, oh, wait, there's a shark attack going on? We better get on it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I'll, that's definitely on my list of theaters to go to now. Yeah. Um, before we stray too far from uh, the uh, the fairy scene going to Chappaquiddick, um, I, I absolutely adore the dialogue in that scene. I just, the, you know... You yell yeah. Barracuda, everybody goes, huh? What? You yell Shark, we've got a panic on our hands on the 4th of July. I, I adore that quote. And I kind of, I, I say it in places where it isn't even appropriate just because I love <laughs> that quote so much. Yeah, uh, there's, cool there's a lot movie. of just great dialogue in this movie. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And it, it, it is super quotable, like, just the number of times people have said like we're gonna need a bigger boat and not even necessarily been joking like they're just using it as like a shorthand yeah and what's yeah and of course the the famous claim is that it is ad-libbed we'll never know because you know a lot of things are claimed to be ad-libbed but um right i it's just it's such a good thing to say like the timing of that line is just so perfect and if it was ad-libbed, uh, Roy Scheider was was clearly very fond of it because he said it like five times in the scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, just the, the whole ending, which is like, it lasts like, what, 40 minutes at least? Yeah. The, the I mean, kind the, yeah, of that's... final shark hunt. It's yeah. so good. And one it's of the one of the third act. Yeah, one of the big differences from the book is that every night they, they went and docked. They weren't on the water at nights. <laughs> that's which crazy. Is, that's that, that feels... it's so much better to have them like just out there for like the entirety of that battle. It builds the atmosphere so well, and I sometimes I almost like just want to skip the first half. Obviously, there's a lot of great stuff in the first half, and it establishes the tone of the film so well. And in this whole man versus nature thing, I mean, it's it's. I, a lot of what I got from this viewing of it was like, oh yeah, you have this really typical summer Americana and then just like underneath it, it's this killer shark. You know, you could replace it with like a serial killer or something like that, but so you kind of need that to have that 
tone to it. But sometimes I'm like, I just want to get to the cool like nautical fisherman stuff. Like that's that's <laughs> yeah. what I live for. Yeah, we haven't. Oh, I mean, I, I, I do I dare compare this film to the lighthouse in terms of its nauticalness it's a di- I, it's I a very different do. kind <laughs> it's a very different kind of nautical between well, the two i already but... do that was literally my letterbox review for this viewing is that it, like it satisfies that crazy old fisherman that lives in the back of my brain like, yeah yeah that's great this is like a nautical movie this I, is, I, I would love lighthouse. more nautical I, I adore i adore nautical cinema we need more nautical horror come on guys i, no, I would be down for it nautical new wave the meg the meg is not nautical cinema <laughs> that is I'm, that is nautical I, I love the uh, introduction of the sailor who scratches on the chalkboard like that's just a funny intro to the scene and it's it's nice to go um all right someone else is taking this seriously and he knows about sharks like mm-hmm. the additions of the characters who build the team is, is really good yeah, yeah, I like how Hooper just kind of comes off the boat and he's like, they're all gonna die. Yeah, there's, I clearly from the get-go, like, the three main characters just understand what the situation is while everybody's just like, eh, well, uh, you know, 4th of July money, though. <laughs> yeah. Which is... We need those summer dollars. We need the summer dollars. <laughs> it's, yeah. No, it's, it's just wonderful. Absolutely The tiger wonderful. shark. A what? A what? I, l- I love that scene. I think that was my last letterbox review was just it's a tiger shark. Oh <laughs> I yeah. am very interested though to feel to like w- one of the things I was talking about Nick before we started the podcast was like what kind of like makes this feel like such a summer movie? Like is it like the blockbuster aspect? I mean obviously it takes place on the 4th of July. A lot but of it's beach like- settings. For sure, I think definitely adds yeah, to part of it. Yeah, a lot of imagery, like the colors of blue, and uh, yeah, like the beach and stuff. I, I think. Do, I... No, sorry, go ahead. Go. Sorry, no. I was just gonna say, like, while I brought up the colors, there's um, a drinking game called Is Jaws Blue, and you drink every time there's blue, and you can only make it like two or three minutes. But <laughs> if you're feeling really ambitious, it's the joke of it is that there's blue everywhere in this movie. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, also, yeah, a lot of, lot of, lot of, lot of sea shots. So <laughs> it will be. It's very funny blue. because it, it, it like for the first shot it pans, or it's the black and white text, and then the first shot it pans across the sand, and then you see someone in blue jeans, and then they run to the water, and it's just water the rest of the movie. <laughs> um. I was so what I was gonna say before is that I think like a part of it is just that that Martha's Vineyard setting is that just like mm-hmm. Martha's Vineyard exudes summer like uh, yeah I, I don't know how is. you can live there all year round as a kid because you're going to feel like it's summer all the time. Uh well no in winter it actually gets really cold. Is I've it really? Yeah, I, I, mean, I guess in, that would make sense. It is just an like... island like off of Massachusetts. Yeah, no, I guess that makes sense. But there are still like schools there, and like yeah, I can't imagine like what people like who live there year round are. But yeah, that it, I mean, if yeah, you I get think... there like a couple weeks early in terms of summer, like half the shit there isn't going to be open. So yeah. I get what you mean by that. Yeah, I There's don't. Also, yeah, like the set pieces feel so real that it definitely takes you there like the big beach scenes they're edited so well and like when he's 
uh, when Roy Snyder's like just walking down the street and everyone starts getting ready for 4th of July and there's like a 4th of July parade and everything like it's, <laughs> he's Spielberg walking in front of in so front of that group of kids <laughs> yeah yeah it's just it ta- it reminded me of like my 4th of July parade or like going to the beach just because like these scenes feel so real so I think you know definitely it's like specifically 4th of July for me which is why mm-hmm. I watch the movie every year on 4th of July yeah I mean, I love the, I love, and this probably, like, even goes into, like, later in his filmography, especially when you get to, like, Schindler's List and stuff like that, like, the, the massive, like, montages and just how well-blocked everything had to be, yeah. like, just, just how it feels, all the little characters just kind of running around in the background, like, in some of the earlier scenes, like, the, yeah. the secretary lady talking about the kids karate chopping, you know, the <laughs> picket fences. They've been karateing the picket fences. <laughs> and, and then, like, you see the picket fences that were karate yeah. chopped there, and, like, other people are complaining about it. Like, it all feels so cohesive, and I guess, like, if that's sort of the, it, it, perhaps the emotional core of the film, like, oh, you have this nature versus society kind of thing where, you know, you're defending the typical American lifestyle, like Spielberg does a fantastic job of just getting you into that environment. Yeah. To hop off the editing there, there's a lot of really good specific close-ups of text or books or imagery as transitions that work really well. Like you're talking about the scene where the secretary is complaining about karateing and then it cuts to the shark tack to the uh, typewriter and he types out, shark attack as Ugh. probable cause of death such a good you've just been hearing him on the phone it's such a good cut and there's Ugh. multiple moments like that where there'll be a really long one take and then just it'll puncture it with a really juicy insert and of course music by john williams like this this movie might have had a troubled production but it had a lot of love like in the editing and music and crafting like yeah. after the fact that like just made it it's it's its own package of a movie you know yeah Mm -hmm. i yeah something funny my brother and i noticed with like brody was just like you're you're look he's looking at a book and obviously because it's a film like they want to show you the pictures because it's something visual like you can't read all that text that he's looking at but you're like (laughs) brody's just flipping through the book like a child just looking at the pictures (laughs) yeah i think that's a cool scene though too it's it's kind of like um when they're looking at the evidence in a serial killer, but it, yeah, it's yeah. just it's just scary shark. Sharks are scary. Like this <laughs> movie really did hurt how people view sharks because there's multiple sequences like that where it's like a shark will kill you. It's the worst thing alive because it's a horror movie. Like that's what it has to do. Yeah. Um, but stuff moments like that I actually did find cool, even though if he's just looking at photos of sharks. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's I interesting mean, they because out some really good photos. Yeah. And, like, some being of those able to photos to, like, are just the right ones. They're they're much more graphic than like I think a lot of the actual film is because it's just like it it is just yeah. pictures of people who have like been bit by sharks. Yeah. It's uh. uh yeah, I mean you still get like. It's weird to think about this movie as gory, but, I mean, you get those, like, great, you know, just plumes of blood coming up from the water. You know, uh, uh, Schmidt gets bitten in half. Like, there's a a lot more in this sometimes than I remember there being in terms of His name is Quint, not not Schmidt. Schmidt. (laughs) Oh, no, no, there's this, like, thing. I I think, like, I went fishing one time with my family, and there was, like, a captain named Captain Schmitty, so I always get him confused in my head with Captain Quint. Fair enough. (laughs) 
No, yeah, I always forget that this is a horror movie. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm going to like Jaws. It's a 4th of July movie. And then when the scares happen, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is actually quite scary. Like, or the different gore effects will actually, like, totally catch me off guard with how visceral they are. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's funny because that's what why people remember Jaws is, is like, it's a big, scary horror movie. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you just write off older movies as not being scary. But it's yeah. really visceral. Like, the effects look awesome. Mm-hmm. yeah what's what's interesting is that i think you fully see kind of the shark's face and all that i think only an hour in when the guy in the pond who's like checking in yeah. on michael gets flipped and that's, that's like, like it's such a good shot because it. it's so fucking scary to look at yeah. it just it he just comes up and just grabs that guy and it's it's just so scary and then the shot of like his leg just like falling down into the bottom of the ocean yeah <laughs> So yeah. God and how that how that will be followed up and like uh what what was it like Jaws was it Jaws three D where they had the really bad like gore like at the right at the beginning of the movie, I think so, I, I don't know I've all the Jaws sequels Jaws blend together. <laughs> I I've only seen Jaws one, so I I what's the take on the rest of the Jaws because I've I've chosen to skip them. Um, That's not I, have, I have seen all four Jaws films. Same. I, I last last summer they were just all on HBO Max, I think, and I was just like, I'm just gonna watch all of them so I can have an opinion on them. <laughs> sure, let's see what happens. What, what's the takes on them though? Is it like I, really just like you suffer through them, or are there actually some cool shark stuff? Um, I mean, it's mostly suffering. I'll be honest, but. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a shame. I I just I choose to just think of this as like just a Spielberg movie, and uh, yeah, I've forgot I've forgone those. The only acceptable uh, additional Jaws experience is Jaws the Ride, which is now only yeah. open in Japan. <laughs> uh, funny story about that. That was actually the reason why uh, Spielberg didn't get to meet Alfred Hitchcock. His like total idol was because apparently Universal like had Hitchcock do some narration like in one of the lines for it. And uh, Hitchcock didn't want to meet with Spielberg or the kid who made the fish movie because he felt like a sellout for doing the narration for the Jaws ride. Damn. Wow. That's, that I, sucks. It's funny because this movie does feel very Hitchcock, like in some of its construction, especially early on. I mean, the, the yeah. Famous, that's... The famous Zolly. Yeah, the, yeah really Zolly. good Zolly, too. It's a uh, really good Zolly. Like, every time I see it, I'm like, damn, that's a nice shot. Yeah, that was, like, the perfect place to use it. I mean, obviously, people are going to, like, be like, oh, but Vertigo. And it's like, yeah, Vertigo obviously earned that Dolly, that Zolly, too. But, like, for Jaws, that was, like, the perfect place to use that shot. Yeah. Did you know that, yeah, uh, um, what's his name? He's, he's the bad man. Uh, Brian Singer. His production company, Bad Hat Harry... That, like, it, he literally just took that line, that's one bad hat, Harry, and he just, he just made that the name of his production company. That's Man, crazy. another string of bad things Brian Singer's done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but talking about, like, the, I mean, I love the suspense elements of this. I mean, that's, like, basically the entire second hour of the movie. I mean, there's obviously great suspense in the first half, but, like, that's what the whole battle with the the shark is. It's just, like, suspense and those great, like, little things that just let you know the shark's still out there. Like, the the cricking, uh, or the clicking fishing reel, or the the barrels coming out of the water. It's really good. 
Yeah, there's the, so many the orca oh sounds too. fuck moments like throughout the entire like the number of oh fucks per like edit <laughs> is insane. Like there's so many times I'm like, oh, and then the doc's coming back or like Yeah. Oh, oh the gosh, doc the scene. Doc scene's so or, good. Know. Yeah. That's that's such a brilliant way to get around like the shark not working in that moment was having just the entire dock be be towed along by this massive beast. I mean, yeah, people talk like a lot of like my film professors and stuff like that talk about like how great Hitchcock is about like, you know, setting up objects and like giving them meaning and stuff like that, even though like a lot of times it's just there's poison in the cup or something like that and it's not like a big metaphor or something like that and I'm like well, you know, love or hate spielberg for whatever you love or hate him for like that's he's doing the same thing there like the 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 bridge is you know that that little yeah. dock is you know it's like the shark is there that that's the that's what the the fishing line is the barrels are it's just the shark is there yeah and it's an incredible like stunt too to be able to set it up to show the whole thing because you see the dock get ripped in half yeah like they definitely you don't see the shark but they sell it by not hiding some other stuff because like mm -hmm. seeing two people fall off like a dock ripping in half is a pretty like serious stunt um mm -hmm. and there's just stuff like that throughout like especially by the end when the whole boat's getting destroyed yeah but i mean like for not showing the shark it's they definitely like do have some really nice wides where they'll show you know a whole boat like whipping around or doing whatever yeah i'm surprised by like you know, we consider blockbusters nowadays because of all the blockbusters that come out. It's just like, oh, yeah, they can't really, you know, they don't really have as much, like, visual appeal to them. Uh, you know, they just kind of look dumb and, like, they don't really care mm -hmm. about cinematography. But, like, they they have some really good shots here. Like, just kind of shots that don't even, like, need to, like, they're not important yeah. to the plot or anything. It's just, like, the open ocean. Or I, I love that one shot of, like, uh... Quince standing at the like front of the boat like with his back facing to the sunset and he's just kind of all shadowy i'm like that just makes the tone just yeah it, it, yeah so good and i wonder how much of that is is there for the edit um but there is some really amazing cinematography and there's even a couple split diap diopter shots where it's like focus and then the middle ground's out of focus and then something in the background's in focus or a lot of like really big depth of field where you can see multiple like characters in the foreground and background in focus, mm -hmm. like some really impressive cinematography throughout, which is another reason why it's so rewatchable. Yeah. yeah. So are we not going to talk about how the, the tiger shark they caught is an Android? <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what, what exactly do you mean by this statement? Well, they 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 cut him open and the 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 milk came out like oh ass. yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's um that's Is that's one way Jaws to put it. Goes? <laughs> um, God, I wish <laughs> would have been well, much, I mean, would have been they, a much more always, exciting film. They always described Alien in the in the pitch meetings for it as Jaws, but in space. So I mean, true, true. I, I love I love all the stuff that comes out of the tiger shark when they cut it open, like yeah. a tin can and a license plate. I think is there a boot? There might be a boot. <laughs> I think there is a boot. <laughs> There's yeah, just the like so much case, random stuff. Funny. This movie's a good comedy. Yeah, no, it's uh, I uh, the um. The bit on the Fourth of July where there's just the the kids who have the shark fin who are just. <laughs> I love how they they pop up 
they've already popped up and the the police are still pointing their guns at them when they cut back to the police (laughs) oh there was that one there was that one line though where brody was like i'm chief of police i can do whatever i want i'm like oh boy that doesn't sound too good right about now Uh oh (laughs) yeah He's he's, uh, he's 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 trying to protect the public much more than the freaking mayor is. Yeah, I mean, talking about last year when I watched this on Fourth of July, it was actually we were wondering if Florida was going to clo- close the beaches or not. Oh yeah, of COVID. It felt so, so much more like, relevant. Yeah, this movie does hold out re- relevancy, like in the themes of like you know, of what it's asking. And like what the character's dilemma is, so it was kind of it's kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, should we? Do we dare talk about the uh, the Indianapolis scene? Oh yeah, that's my favorite scene in the whole movie. Oh, oh like, my goodness, how couldn't it be? It's just like you don't even need to make a movie about that event anymore after just he delivers that speech. It's like at the... Nicholas Cage. <laughs> That's true. He he did he did make a bad movie about that, didn't he? Um, but oh my god! Like I think, uh, um, the guy who plays Hooper, what's his name? It's gonna kill me. But he said recently, maybe it wasn't recently, but he did say that, um, like when that scene was happening, he wasn't acting. He was just looking at him delivering this scene because it was just so like mesmerizing to watch. Which is funny because. He got, like, super drunk, and, like, they had to do the scene several times <laughs> until Spielberg was like, hey, I really need you to do this. And he was like, uh, okay, I got you. And he just delivered, it was that version of it. That was the version that made wow. it in after he was like, I need you to sober up and really actually do this. I mean, it. sorry, you go, Reese. I was just going to say, yeah, it's good directing just to know that when you don't need to over edit something and you can just have a character tell a story. And yeah, when you ha- when you're acting with really good actors who are giving an amazing monologue, all you really do have to do is listen and react. So another thing of like just a great cast, like working well together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, and I just love how like naturalistic that scene feels. I mean, we talk about that for a lot of the other movie, but like how it, it just kind of builds to that point and how just, that that gut punch of like you know i mean a lot of i certainly when i was a kid you know going to my first viewing i didn't know what the indianapolis was so like when you know hooper was like you were on the indianapolis i'm like what what's that but like the the way the tone goes from like them just kind of drinking and talking about their battle scars and stuff like that to him delivering this uh, this just bone chilling story about hundreds of people dying in a shark attack it's yeah just... the, the clear cut between him him asking what's that mark <laughs> was it a tattoo that used to say mother <laughs> and then he's like no it was the indianapolis and just the immediate reaction on his face where he's just like oh oh, oh god <laughs> well yeah no i like how he like kind of stops laughing slowly like is that a joke that's not a joke Oh my goodness. It's just so good. Did you know that uh, the woman who plays Ellen Brody's wife was the uh, wife of, like, the CEO of Universal at that time? Really? Yeah. Which is (laughs) funny because she's, like, the star of the fourth one. Yeah. (laughs) She hung on. She hung on to this. She was like, I'm gonna do it. 
Well, I don't think she was. In, no, she was in the second one because that most of the main cast, other than Quentin, obviously, and Hooper, returned for that one. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's weird that they made so the sequels are very much like the Brody family is cursed by sharks. Basically, is the plot of them. Like the shark I just mean, just won't leave sharks, the Brody leave family alone. I mean, that's literally the title of the fourth one, Jaws the Revenge, which I actually think might have been a, a, a pseudo-retcon of Jaws 3. I don't fucking know what's going on with the Jaws timeline. God, who knows? But, like, Jaws 4, Ellen Brody has fucking, like, shark telepathy or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and Mike, Michael Caine just shows up just to earn that money. Like His, his well, famous... Of- his famous quote, I haven't seen Jaws the Revenge, but I've seen the house that it bought me. Yeah, total money grab. <laughs> Do we, is it now a good time to hop to the money grab Jaws related news? Yeah. Uh, sure, I yeah. So really pushed us off earlier. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 it's okay. Um, so, on, uh... Let's see exactly what The article was. was posted on June 22nd. June 22nd. On June 22nd, I think it was maybe a day before it was announced that um, Amblin, Spielberg's production company, had signed a deal with Netflix to make movies. But I guess what came out of this was a side story about the fact that they wanted to do a Jaws reboot recently, and Spielberg was just like, absolutely not. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Which, I mean, yeah, it's just like... Uh, not only yeah, does it watch, give a bad name for Jaws. sharks, but like, but like this movie just is still good. So there's just no point. Exactly. It, it's like just watch Jaws. It's so good. Like yeah. What, I, are, you, what are you gonna do? Add add more shark at the beginning. Add CGI more shark at the beginning. No, thank you. We need more cowbell. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, there are obviously movies that can like do well with like being updated for the times or maybe even just for like you know what technical effects that you can do obviously the everyone's favorite example or a lot of people's favorite example is you know john carpenter's the thing um but like there's just no reason to do jaws like it just fits so perfectly in the time where it was made there's not really a reason to make it now like what what are you gonna do yeah it's just gonna be it's just gonna be the meg like the Meg is yeah, basically like a, I'm just a pseudo of CGI sharks, and I'm yeah. like, they're gonna make a giant CGI shark. It's the, gonna be the... like the Jurassic World versus Jurassic Park, where it's just like, oh, you thought the T Rex was bad, you know? Check it out. We made a bigger thing, and they were almost like so good at having a meta storyline about that, but then they were just... then they fell into their own trap. Anyway, I don't want to get on a side tangent about my problems with Jurassic World, so. It got us the Velocicoaster, though. It's so. true. It's true. That thing's amazing. Fury. It's good. Have you guys been on it? I have. I have not. It's amazing. Speaking of, of rides, should we should we tangent about the Jaws ride? Reese, have you ridden the Jaws ride? I or did rode you? the Jaws ride once before it closed, and I had a very sarcastic experience because the guy who was delivering, like my boat captain, did not give a single F. Like, he was, like, <laughs> delivering all the dialogue, like, super over the top. Like, he's like, hope we don't see his shark today. You know, <laughs> like that. And then there's the moment where the person shoots the shark, 
but he was like holding the shotgun like from the middle one hand like over his head and being like kaboom and then like there'd be the explosion effect and you'd be like we got him yeah there are so two there I have been on the shark ride but it was like a very weird experience there's there's two very different experiences that can happen with the jaws ride or could happen with the jaws ride and that was either you had a very sarcastic person or someone who was really into it and it really just mattered on who your skipper was and there's nothing you could do about it but I, yeah and i heard especially like close to closing like a lot of people were like just really having fun with it because it's like they didn't really need to care about like if they were keeping their jaws jobs at the jaws right <laughs> anymore i gotta be interested what they do with it in, in japan though like if it's at all similar if it's like completely different like if they if people like if the actors there take it very seriously or if they're more laid back with it yeah i have I don't think I could tell, but, like, it's the exact same ride layout, I think, at least. Oh, yeah, I didn't expect the ride would be any different. I just more meant, like, how the what the skippers there would be like. <laughs> they deliver the spiel in English. <laughs> That'd be I'm funny. sure the ride, is, it was way better when, you know, you saw Jaws when you were in theaters when you were a kid and you were scared of sharks now, and then you go to the ride and it's, like, this scary shark experience, Yeah. you know, like, 30 years ago. So it would have been cool to see the ride in its prime. I think I, I actually the rode the ride before I had seen the movie just because I used to go to Universal a lot as a kid and my parents were like, this is, this is a bit too intense for you, youngin'. And eventually I saw this movie and I just, I, I became obsessed with this movie. I love this movie to death. Yeah, I was kind of late to the movie too. And then I was like telling people, I'm like, have you guys seen Jaws? Jaws is so good. And they're like, yeah, everyone's seen Jaws. <laughs> Yeah. But I always tell people, I'm like, Jaws is so good. You should watch Jaws. I'm a, big, <laughs> I'm a big Jaws fan, even though this is just like a normal classic movie. Just yeah. like, hey, hidden, hidden gem here. It hits the spot for me. I mean, I don't know where you guys rank this among other Spielberg movies, but it's, oh, it's probably my top. number one, followed by Close Encounters of the Third Kind. But I have not... probably end up choosing Jaws over that. I have not seen Close Encounters of the Third Time, Third Kind. I think it's easier for me to pick Jaws over other movies, but I really liked Schindler's List when I watched it. I just I was kind of floored by his technical skill there. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I um, honestly, I, it Jaws might be my favorite Spielberg movie. It used to be. I think it used. I thought to be it was Jurassic. Ready Player One. <laughs> I I like that movie more than most people, but. <laughs> But no, I that saw is, that, that actually the for the case. first time recently because I, I was like, I'd never seen it. It's a Spielberg movie. But I don't know. Just watching that into this, I I, I, I do hope he – it's just kind of sad. I hope Spielberg has a return to form because he used to be freaking killing it. Yeah. yeah. I, think it, I, I, I think know. It's, There's he's... just some stuff in Ready Player One where I'm like, oh, that's just not sharp. It's kind of boring. Yeah. But – it is cool he's he's very he's very hit or miss nowadays i think like oh god the post i hated the post <laughs> yeah but i mean still even within those movies there's like really good blocking and shots and he like gets good performances from a-list actors and stuff i but, mean um, yeah it's Lincoln not is like still this great where Daniel every Day -Lewis. moment you're like man he this scene like couldn't have been tighter i think the uh the movie that he's like starting production on now about like his own childhood that might be good i think that that might be is he yeah, not involved with indy 5 
Uh, he is certainly not directing it. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, he has he's, the he's new, probably um, a producer. In the Heights remix, or not? Not the uh, West Side, West Side Story. Story. <laughs> and in the, and in the Heights remake. Whatever, what whatever New York singing movie we're doing this week. <laughs> I mean, I feel like in the brick walls. I mean, I feel like <laughs> in the Heights is probably in some ways supposed to be a response to the original West Side Story, considering that was um, it it was like a thing with puerto rican represent or i don't know about representation Who but like the, the plot response. was like we'll just make it again we'll just make it again <laughs> i mean apparently in the heights fell flat on its ass so yeah well i I, I, I don't know what to think because like some of my friends absolutely hate it but like it has like a 99 on rotten tomatoes so i got to assume that like it's at least somewhat good well i, I, mean, I heard I, I think it's been a little politicized. I imagine the, the critics who probably stay out of, like, the political connotations and are just like, is this a movie? Yeah, it's a movie. Okay, <laughs> I'll give it a nine. Um, but, like, the people on Twitter are all like, hey, this is, like, the, the whitest-looking group of Latino people in or Latinx people in New York you possibly could have gotten. What the fuck? It's true. Just God. every time I wanted to watch it, my friends are like, "Man, I don't want to watch a musical," and I'm like, "But it's fun. It'll be a good movie." <laughs> but um, it's just people don't like musicals. Sometimes they find them a bit hard to watch. Yeah, yeah. I mean that. It, I I agree with that. I like comedy musicals because then it's like, okay, this feels like a joke to me. But like, if a musical try to takes itself seriously, I I don't judge the people who enjoy musicals but i'm like that for me is like the most reality breaking thing like you could do some weird david lynch shit and also be like yeah i'll believe that but if like people group up in an organized song and dance like never met each other before i'm like that just that doesn't work that doesn't work <laughs> for me chief yeah, yeah I, it does bring like an element of theater which is kind of the point of movies is that it doesn't have that you know depending on your taste but, yeah, um, I kind of have to be like in a different mindset to like want to watch a musical and sometimes movie musicals like add like a good element that you can't get from a theater. Um, just like, you know, La La Land having like big one shots and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, well, the, like that's good because it was like specifically designed as a movie. It wasn't I, I've never yeah. gotten why adaptations of musicals are done. Like just go see the musical like if it. Because they're usually adapting, like, big hits that just don't ever leave Broadway. Yeah. So it's like, well, just also, go like, see the musical. The adaptations have, like, the same theatrical performances that don't work, like, on a movie. Like, when you're on a stage, you kind of have to yell and, like, be emotional. But, like, I hate theater actors in movies so much just because it's, like, it's just a pet peeve. Like, they don't... They're like, hello, good morning today. And I'm like, I don't want someone in a movie talking like this. Like, yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't know. There was the Cats adaptation recently, which was like, you know, it's just like a another thing. Like, this is just wrong medium. Like, this is so gross. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's the thing about the original West Side Story is that they were doing a lot of stuff and, and a lot of dancing and stuff like that that couldn't be, like, really achieved to the same effect that it would be on, like, a Broadway thing. Because there's just a lot of complex, you know, blocking and big set pieces and stuff like that that just don't fit inside even probably some of the best theaters on Broadway. 
So I, I give them some credit for that. It's like, okay, you really couldn't have done this in any other movie. But yeah, that's just kind of like my personal thing with musicals. Well, you know, that I actually am excited for the West Side Spielberg remake. And if you see the trailer, there's some really good looking shots. So, you know, hopefully he can kind of, you know, he's a super dynamic director. Like even Ready Player One has some super awesome shots um, that felt super dynamic. So hopefully, you know, he'll bring that kind of like movie little spice to uh to a musical yeah yeah for sure i i don't know how to feel about west side story at all uh, just so many mixed opinions i but i feel like I, you know I, I hope it's good i yeah. know that ansel elgort's in like hot water right now so like we'll see how that plays out for them but is he oh, okay yeah he is what happened this time? Uh, uh, I think it was something with minors, so, you know. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. hot water, uh-oh. I Ye- revoke all opinions I have about this movie. I will not <laughs> be seeing it. Yeah. You, you hear you hear about the, the how um, Drake from Jake, Drake and Joss got erected, arrest, arrested <laughs> for messing with kids? Uh, Yeah. This, uh, you know, Gosh, just bad, bad, ruining, just bad situations all around. I'm sorry. Bad situations all around. I am sorry to inform you of these things, Reese. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's, man, it's, I, I uh, wish, yeah, I wish I didn't pick up on Hitchcock this news, but at the same time. <sighs> yeah, no, um, any, anyway, anyway, back to Jaws. <laughs> we were talking back about Jaws. Jaws. This, this. <laughs> I mean, on a similar note, I heard my dad was telling me because he read the book that there was like a whole affair. Yeah. So Hooper, Hooper has an affair with Brody's wife. It's really weird. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I just prefer the movie version where they're just friends. You honestly, know? yeah, it's it's much more simplified and like the streamlining that was done from uh book to movie was all was like there were some really good decisions i think in the in the end of the book the shark dies of like blood loss it doesn't blow up it dies of blood loss they they've they've just done so much damage to it by the end meanwhile in the movie it's just like (laughs) smile you son of a (laughs) that's you know that's a cool moment i like it for the movie I bet for the book that's actually pretty dramatic. Yeah. Yeah, no, I could imagine, like, in some ways in which, like, that would be a very dramatic thing. Like, everyone's just so tired. It's like a fucking... It's like a fucking Rocky fight or something like that. Like, they're just standing there, like, staring each other down, bleeding. Brody has, like, his fists up to the shark, and the shark is just like, I'm dead. (laughs) Uh, I know another one of the cut plot lines they decided to give motivation as to why they needed to keep uh why the mayor wanted to keep things open and that was he was like in debt to gangsters but like it's honestly just so (laughs) believable for a politician to just be like no 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 you see economy (laughs) i I find it funny I find it also interesting how, like, the the mayor from Jaws has become kind of a shorthand for any sort of, like, character. Like, a lot of, I mean, Nick, you were talking a little bit, and we can kind of, or, well, we kind of already touched on the political implications of that, but, like, yeah, how, like, there are a lot of characters in any sort of man versus nature movie that are just, like, but profits. <laughs> yeah. Profits. Yeah. Which is, I th- think actually some of it gets carried over into jaws too i think there there is some trace of like 
gangster mare stuff in Jaws 2, if I'm remembering I, I don't correctly. really remember that. I just remember the, the mare being there, like, in the beginning, where they're, like, celebrating... I don't even remember what they were celebrating. It, it might have been, like, a new country club. It might have been, like, the Brody's anniversary as, like, chief or something like that. Either way, he's just still there. I'm like, why is he still the mayor? Why, why is he... <laughs> How did he get elected again? Yeah, but I yeah, mean, Yeah, like... I like him a lot as a character. It'd be cool to see some gangster stuff, but I definitely like the simplified story. Yeah, it's very I... very focused. Yeah. It's the, just... the the shark shows up with like a fedora. I'm looking for a man by the name of Brody. You guys know where he is. <laughs> Madness. I'm the Madness. lobster claw mobster boss. <laughs> lobster mobster. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> we need the time. we need the shark for the shark fin soup. <laughs> we need to go get him. <laughs> Is this this is the Jaws reboot that we all want? It's a cyborg <laughs> shark. Uh, we do, when, I'm into it. When do we, I do I do, do cyborg cyborg shark. When do we get the Jaws Shark Tale crossover with Martin Scorsese playing the mayor? Right now, guys. We just need to. We're writing it as we speak. Till, we just need to wait till Spielberg dies, and then we can remake Jaws and Back to the Future. But and as long as he's alive, he will not let us do it. We can also no, then rip Bob out the E.T. ride and break my heart. <laughs> that was, you know that the, that's his weird stipulation with the E.T. ride is that he, he won't, uh, they won't remove it until he's dead, basically. Because he's like, this is my baby. Why are you doing this? I wonder Aren't if that's why the Jaws ride still the... exists in Japan. If he's Wait. like, that's, that's the version that we're keeping. Aren't they removing that from the Nintendo Land or is that just near it? That that's uh, a whole other can of worms. Yeah, it'll be it'll oh, be okay. near it. Yeah, that's that's. I'm a theme park guy, so I can I can go into the politics of what's what's happening with. Yeah, with and, that. If, and if you want to learn more about like, thing. if you want to learn more about the Jaws ride, you can always go check out the Defunct Land episode on it. It's really good. It goes into detail of like how hard it was to get this ride to work. Yeah, and the multiple multiple POVs, POV videos of that ride are always fun. Because mm -hmm. each one has a different skipper, so it may be a different experience. Yeah, I'll have to check out another skipper. And I haven't seen that Defunct Land. I'll have to check that out, too. We should have a separate theme park-based podcast. I, I'm also equally as down to talk about theme park rides as I am movies. The I, theme park new I waves. would absolutely love that. I am so down for a theme park podcast with you guys. Uh, maybe we can do that after I finally manage to go to Galaxy's Edge. Hell yeah. Sounds good. Got a plan on that. We can talk about the Back to the Future ride, the history of that. Hell what yeah. Um, it's interesting that Spielberg was big on rides, and the thing about that's the reason why he never got to meet Hitchcock is kind of tragic. I know. I know. That's so sad. I feel so bad for the man. Um, and I, I can't even like begin to imagine like what that experience would be like. Yeah. Like, I... Having having your idol just say, I don't want to meet you, I'm sorry. Not even that, but like having, like making something that you were proud of that isn't even necessarily connected to your idol, that some other people then got your idol to be connected with, and then the idol hated you because of that. Like, I couldn't imagine, like, even just for example, like creating something 
that had nothing to do with, say, David Lynch or Alejandro Jodorowsky or something like that. They somehow, so the studio somehow ropes Lynch into that, and then Lynch hates me for it. Like, I can't <laughs> even begin to fathom how that works and how, like, Spielberg even began to process that. Like, what? What? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it, you, it makes you think it's it probably wasn't, it would have been whatever the reasoning. Hitchcock just seems a bit stuck up for not yeah. wanting to meet this other director. Oh, definitely, because Hitchcock was very critical of of young filmmakers when he got old, so... Yeah, I mean, he... I think he was just very done by the end, because, like, his his Oscar speech was literally just, thank you. (laughs) Like, if you're that done, like, of course you're not going to want to interact with anyone ever again. Yeah, and I'm sure now Spielberg's like, I don't want to meet whoever the fuck. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, maybe not. I, it could be very nice, but I yeah. mean, he and he and Lucas gave a lot of money to USC, so I have to imagine they like meet with alums and stuff like that, even though they didn't go there. For sure. Okay. Okay. Do you think Do you think he's ever met Kevin Feige, who went to USC? Really, Kevin Feige went to USC. Um, rejected, you know, I have... rejected five times and then got in on the sixth attempt. Kevin Feige. I... I have to feel like Kevin Feige. I mean, the man's just, he's making so much money. He has to, like, know everybody famous at some point. That's how they get everybody in the movie, I feel like. True. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I wonder if there's there's even projects they've worked on together. I'm trying to think now. But. Um, Maybe. I'd, I'd... They're big Hollywood guys. They're bumping limos. All right. You, know. you can, you can, uh,. Shoot me if you want to after I say this, but I'd I'd like to see what a Spielberg Marvel movie looks like. That may get him back to his like fun having a good time blockbuster roots. Uh, I'd I'd be down with that. I mean, that's like I feel like if anyone could do a Marvel movie well, like Spielberg would. I mean, we've always talked we've talked a little bit about like what weird ass directors we'd like to see take on a marvel movie or something like that but spielberg yeah, yeah that that kind of just, fits. I mean, just I'd, it fits. I'd rather almost see him hit star wars first before. yeah but, I, you know, I think i'd, I think I'd rather see lucas do that again yeah other he, than spielberg he, he would stay with steel spielberg intentionally said he never wants him to do that yeah um, what's funny is that like I, that kind of happened with Solo. Like, Ron Howard is very much, like, among... Kind of among that group, kind of not. Yeah. He's he's the weird kind of in-the-middle generation of directors. But the fact that Ron Howard made a Star Wars movie just seems kind of fitting, to me, at least. Yeah, a little bit, especially with Apollo 13 and whatnot. Yeah. Can we get a... Um... Why? Why am I forgetting his name? I, I love his work. The Whip, Whiplash guy, director. Oh, Damien Ch- Chazelle. Ch- Damien Chazelle. Yeah. Can we? After, since he directed First Man, can we get him to do a Star Wars movie? <laughs> he'd he'd be good. I I really like him. I I don't yeah. think I've seen a movie by him that I don't like. So I'm definitely down for that. I mean, um, like I said, I'm not as huge a fan of La La Land just because it's a musical and I'm just not that into those. But, like, yeah, basically everything he's done, I'm like, yeah, I'm down with this. <laughs> yeah. Um, one last thing uh, I want to mention from Jaws. I have in my notes, it just says Shooting Star. And uh, in case you don't know, uh, there is a shot of a shooting star in the film, and it's it's just real. They just happen to capture it. Uh, I think it's it's near the end. I think it's sequentially it's after the shot of uh, 
the the one where Quint's at the bow or not the bow it's the front I don't know I don't know boat things um, I, I know port and starboard I don't I, I think I think the, the front is aft the 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 back is I you know anyway, I don't even anyway know. the the front of the boat whatever the You're technical the name deck. for that is <laughs> um, I don't know so it's it's after he's that that one shot of him just kind of like bobbing up and down at the front of the boat it cuts to him and. It cuts to Brody, and behind Brody, you can just see a shooting star, which I always think is very cool. I didn't catch that this time, but I that's, caught that. That's super yeah, cool. I'll have to it's it's to... it's always nice to see that, and it's they they must have just felt very lucky to get that on camera. Yeah, absolutely. All right, fellas, we're approaching the hour mark. Would we uh, would we like to wrap this conversation up, or do we have uh, anything more to say about uh, Jaws? I'm good. I think, I, think good. I said Jaws is good enough. Yeah. I got everything on in my notes. Hell yeah. All right. Well, in case you somehow haven't, uh, go watch Jaws. <laughs> um, as for uh, the podcast, we will now move on to the uh, what have y'all been uh, watching section. If you guys want to. Yeah. You could also uh, Reese, um, you want to go first? Yeah, I haven't been watching much, so I can go first. Um I'm actually writing a short film about chess, so I've been wa- trying to watch a bunch of chess movies. So I watched Searching for Bobby Fischer, and then I watched Pawn Sacrifice, which is a m- another movie about Bobby Fischer. Is that the Tobey Maguire one? Yeah, it's where Tobey Maguire plays Bobby Fischer, and it has some pretty good <laughs> moments. And he plays a pretty good Bobby Fischer because you kind of hate him, and they do show <laughs> moments where he's just like anti-Semitic and crazy. But, um, I mean, it's good because it tells the story. But... Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much. I'm trying to think what else I've watched. I watched Jaws. That was really good. You should go watch Jaws. <laughs> now, what have you guys been watching? Uh, Red uh, so Nick and I watched some movies together recently. We watched uh, Friday the Thirteenth, Jason Lives, uh, Bangkok Dangerous, and Nick had seen it already, but I got scarred by Tetsuo the Iron Man. Uh, it was like fantastic, but I can't say if i like it just because it was so aggressive and it really should be up like everything up my alley it's japanese cyberpunk body horror like just saying i'm like yeah i should like it but that was oh my god it's 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 so much um what's this called again i i've actually never heard of this so it's called tetsuo the iron man it's a japanese surrealist body horror movie from 1989 um i think i saw this in a nightmare it sounds so scary. Yeah, yeah no, no it, it's sick. It's it's <laughs> sick. It really it's so grunge. I I really want to love it, but it's so disturbing that I'm just like I don't know if I can love this movie. Uh, I also saw Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind recently. I enjoyed that. So, no, yeah, super good. Uh, and I watched Patton with my dad. That was all right. I watched the the Michael Jackson documentary Leaving Neverland Neverland about how he's horrible uh rewatched Mulholland Drive God, now you're telling me Michael Jackson's bad too come on <laughs> uh, I've been continuing my Kurosawa binge I watched Ikiru with um Duran we talked about maybe doing a podcast about that but we decided we might do that for one of Kurosawa's other films uh yeah that's that's more or less what I've been up to since the Cruella podcast sick uh I Decided to go to theaters to see the greatest film of all time, Spiral from the Book of Saw. Um, you know, if 
it's it's not terrible. Like I don't hate it. Like it's probably a little bit worse than the first saw, but like in terms of how quality those movies are, it's like it's one of the better ones. But again, that, that just depends. Me. It I'm just depends on if you like but... saw. <laughs> yeah, I mean I might check that out if you say it's like better than the other because I've seen some bad Saw movies. I've yeah. seen some, some good Saw movies. It's, it's, it's a, a very, movie. it's a different take for sure on on that whole formula. But I saw that it was um, it was enjoyable. It was enjoyable. I'll call it enjoyable. Good to hear. Good to hear. Um, and then in preparation for F Nine coming out, over the course of like a week, I watched all of the Fast and Furious movies, which was a really really fun time. <laughs> Can you give me a quick ranking? Like, oh, oh, what's your I, favorite? I, uh, oh, my favorite, my favorite's probably the seventh one. Yeah. Just because, I mean, the seventh one's just like a really, really solid film. Um, let me, I, I just made a ranking, so let me, let me find that real quick, and I'll just tell you exactly what it is. Do you do? Did you also watch Hobbs and Shaw, or does that fall outside of? Yeah, no, I, I I watched that in theaters, so I didn't watch that. Um, okay. okay. For the reboot or for the rewatches, but um, yeah. Okay, so my uh, my list it, it's kind of wrong just because I was making this up on the fly, but um, the the top three definitely stick. So Furious Seven, Fast Five, F Nine. Uh, the Fast and the Furious, which is the first one, The Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift, The Fast and the Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw, Fast and Furious, which is the fourth one, The Fate of the Furious, Fast and Furious 6, and then Too Fast, Too Furious. Too Fast, Too Furious is just not a good film. It's stupid, but it's not like stupid and enjoyable like the other ones are. Um, and, and then, you, so you saw F9? Yes, you, uh, I did. I re I really enjoyed F9. That's um, weird. like it's it's not it's it's not amazing, but it's it's really fun. Um, and then Friday the Thirteenth, uh, four and six, which were both good. And then very late at night, uh, me and my friend watched a film called Snake Out of Compton. It was one of the worst movies I've ever seen, but one of the most enjoyable experiences <laughs> I've ever had. That sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's what I've done. Yeah. Snake okay, well, Compton. there you that's go. A, that's the gem you only hear on this podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so yeah, uh, thank you for joining us on my first episode back in a while. Um Thank you both for being here. Uh, yeah, it's always good for, to talk uh, to you. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I love to be back. talking about how good Jaws is. This is yeah. super pleasurable. In case you didn't take this away from the podcast already, go go watch Jaws. And if you guys haven't seen Jaws, my take is that it's really good and you should go watch it. Yeah. All right, I'm going to plug my own thing right now. Uh, I have a blog. You can access it at uh, nick.nimkoff.com. Um, if you... Uh, N-I-M-K-O-F-F -F for, for Nimkoff, in case you don't know. Um, but anyway, go there. I, uh, I publish reviews and uh, other things um, just about movies all the time. So please read that. I'd love all of your support. Um, do you fellas have anything to plug? 
Uh, Jaws. Go watch Jaws. <laughs> just Jaws. We're plugging Jaws. You uh, you can check out... Um, I, I write film reviews, too, for the Emery Wheel, uh, and we publish all of those online, so you can check them out. You can check out some of the work from our other great uh, members of the arts and entertainment section. And I have a Twitch, but I haven't been active lately. I've been meaning to get back to that, but things have been a little busy, and I'm applying, trying to work on grad school applications, so might not get back to that for a while, so it's probably not worth plugging. But I did anyway, so... And Reese will have a banger movie uh, just playing in theaters that he can plug in uh, a few years. Yeah, so there's look out stuff for that. I can plug later. I'm working hard. I'll have a short film at the end of the year. I'll have another short film in like a year from now. I can't plug any of this now. But <laughs> stuff I'm working on, you, maybe you'll see. All good. All good. Thank you, fellas, for being here. Thank you for listening. Uh, we love you. Bye. Bye. Adios.